1: Wednesday welcome to Wednesday everybody it is barn birder here inside the tower Chrysler studios there's Rhett who is having some salami and cheese salami and cheese
3: break out the salami and cheese raptus win remember Chuck Swirsky delicious Oh, that's awesome did he say that? Yeah, that was one of his catches. Break out the salami and cheese. They yeah. like won a big play, like a slam dunk or something. Maybe oh. they win at the buzzer. Chicago guy. Yeah, yeah. Everyone loved him. Had an afternoon show in Toronto. Legend. Awesome. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's good. No, good, good, uh, really good talk. Good. Yeah. Really
1: good start to the show. Massive track. legend. Consumer Choice Award winner voted Calgary's favorite. Chrysler Dodge dealer. 10901 McLeod Trail South Tower Uh I would, you know what? Get two. What two I'm are act, starting with? Get two. I'm just saying, if you go in there and you talk yeah. to the sales staff, you start talking to the people at Tower, you get two vehicles. They're probably going to give you a hell of a deal.
0: For the price of one?
1: No, you, it won't be for the price of, of one. No. But I bet you're going to get uh, maybe some floor mats. Yeah. You know, if you're buying a Ram, maybe you get kind of the, the coating in the box.
3: Oh yeah, you got the true coat. Maybe
1: even the the tonneau, uh, the tonneau cover on top. Might throw that, that in if cover you buy it too. Is
3: unbelievable. Yeah, yeah I've, I've been blown away at how simple and yet amazing and perfect it is. You need to have it. I, I can't imagine not having it, especially in
1: Alberta where it can
3: snow or rain on you at the snap of a finger. Oh, that reminds me. I've got to get video for Rhett. He was asking about snow. I saw some snow yesterday that he needs to see. It's been that long.
1: Out in tropical Buffalo, you well, forget it's to, just
3: June, right? That's the yeah, thing, it's almost July. I do recall as a child, one year we had snow every single month, which is not easy to do. That's a special no, that's, place, that's an accomplishment, right? Yeah. There it really is. Well, it might have been a camp or something where you're in the mountains, but yeah, every month. So, uh, salami and cheese Delicious. was
0: it just hanging around? Is that leftover from lunch? How did we have that kick? Yesterday, I had a hankering. Mm. I'm not sure if you guys get those, but I had a hankering for a a salami and turkey sandwich with barbecue potato chips on it. That's so, quite the collection of items. Are uh, are you pregnant?
3: <laughs> I don't know.
1: So, so it's an interesting one. Yeah. I don't Why? know. What, well, I, the barbecue chips with salami and turkey, it, it's just that feels kind of... Specific,
3: it was delicious. I'm sure I it was. Try it, yeah. It's very red, it's, it's, a, it's a great idea. And he, uh, I think he nailed it. He did what you he, he wanted it, you got it. Happy? It's hard to get enough chips on there, though. Especially the first bite, they're spilling out.
0: Yeah, so if I crunch them on and then I add more and I crunch those on, and then I still have a little pile beside to. What if, what if you just have the sandwich and you know, the chips again, on the side
1: and you, you take a bite of the sandwich and then you fire, fire a couple in while again, you're chewing?
0: You, again, you don't get enough. You don't get enough. Hmm. So. Yeah, try it. It's great. You know what would go good with? Some of Pinder's beef barley.
3: Oh, that soup yesterday was nails. I told you and mm-hmm. I followed through. It was a soup day. Sat right down. What's the soup of the day? Beef barley? Yes. Biggest bowl you have. Let's go. Where'd you go? Pub down the, the eight blocks yeah, yeah. over there. Did you go cafeteria. for lonely soup? Uh no. I met up with uh, one person I'm flying in hot, just sharing some ideas. Top secret, you know. Yeah, it's I feel the secret. Yeah. You're too. Mm, mm. Oh, it's another her. Oh, fine swerve. <laughs> not here to judge.
1: Not judging. Not here to judge. Not here to judge. Uh we are gonna have Frank Valley on the show today. Frank, usually on a Tuesday, is
3: gonna be Frank on a Wednesday today it's the season of frank bombs if you think yeah. about it we're now officially a week from today round 1 we are in draft week this is when some of the biggest blockbusters in the history of the league have been taking place trade right, is one for one let's get what, some stuff going here what would gary
1: say if say it was a week from today and you're at the yeah, draft and then
3: thank you nashville <laughs> we have a trade to announce <laughs> You're gonna want to hear this.
1: He really does have kind of a thing. It's a right? little
3: bit of a wiggle.
1: And I don't, uh, you know, not to make fun, because maybe it's, I, I, don't, I don't know, know is it something? Condition. medical or whatever. But I just think that's just kind of part of his.
3: Uh,
1: how's everybody doing? How are we doing today? Is everybody good? You know, feeling all right?
3: Yeah. Huh? Just kind of a thing. It M- would be maybe nice nice if it they is. Have some trades to announce in round one. They're maybe it, always... is oh, sorry sorry it is medical, Gary. I'm sorry, Take it back.
1: Take it back. Uh Pinder report. This day in Flames history, kind of a Flames history, but also you know, be there and beyond. We'll we'll get into uh, get into all that. Um, the Hannifin stuff from yesterday, it's it's catching. Now, now what it is, because mm-hmm. we've talked about well, what Lindholm. If you're going to pay Lindholm that much money, you got to trade him, and with Hannifin, yeah, you you're going to need more than that. Oh, boy, what thinking. it's really done now is it has opened the door for people to send. Mm me slash us send trade requests what about this trade well what do you think about this trade hey do you think this trade would be any good and
3: it's like (sighs) kind of regret bringing it up oh come on this is great you get interaction the people that love the show are giving you ideas yeah
1: a lot of work it's not that it's a lot of work it's just so few of them are like or even
3: yeah it's like when you go to the, the 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 message boards those trade proposals yeah. For every good one, there's a thousand idiotic proposals. Yeah. We'll just send them our six bad players and we'll get milk. Yeah. If we, so, so we how, how
1: about time. Hannafin and our next two seventh
3: rounders for mm. Connor Bedard? Yeah, um, we'll see. Thing. Yeah. And you're too nice You're because you're too like, ah, it just should be like mute. I just, yeah, Delete I, don't, and uh, I, don't I can't respond. do this.
1: Ah, that's good. It's good. But I think uh, what I do think is on social media, I think a lot of people were agreeing with our assertion yesterday that if there is going to be a Noah Hannafin deal, there is an opportunity for you to cash in. You could have a, a serious impact on the entire franchise moving forward Yeah, with what you get
3: back in this trade. And it's the first real fingerprints that Craig Connor is going to lay down on the roster. He's hired his coach. I mean, it sounds like they're going to fill out the assistance here. There's Those chats are still ongoing. There's been... You know, oh, we're going to re-sign this guy in the HL roster, but really, this is a core piece going out. What do you bring him back in? Is he going to load up on picks here? Is he going to try to find young players? Is it going to be a bit of a mixed bag, a smorgasbord
0: of? Uh, or does he want someone that can play?
3: Well, that's what I mean. Like, so let's say there's a 22 year old kid that will be a top four, and maybe it hasn't make it made that. Why does it yet. have to
0: be a defenseman?
3: Maybe you move the other
0: man. assets to bring in a defenseman. Yeah,
3: there's a lot of uh, Tetris, with seven dude. UFAs. There's all kinds of permutations, isn't there, Red? You can move a lot of guys. Checkers. I mean,
0: chess, not checkers, Phil. That's what he means. Uh, I'm great at both, so I get confused. But yeah, you are. <laughs> Yeah, which and means, they're similar. Which so. are you better at? Chess. <laughs> You're a chess guy. I, <laughs> You're my chess guy. Very I stomped my cerebral. kids. cerebral. Yeah, I stomped my kids at chess. Was Didn't uh, at the was pool? It? They've got what? the stand up one, the big board.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever? Because uh, Dom hassock was a big chess guy, apparently, or fancied himself a chess guy. You ever play with Dom? Mm. Did you ever hear about his chess prowess?
1: Saw, Does it feel like I'm making up him. something?
0: I could never saw him play chess either, so I'm not exactly sure.
1: Yeah,
3: maybe yeah. off season thing. I'm really great at chess. Oh, I haven't seen you play. Off season, yeah, no, retired. Yeah. <laughs> I do that in uh, the Charles by the Charles Bridge. I have my morning coffee and play chess every day. Yeah, and do respect the to park. you. I, yeah. I only play with certain caliber of players. I don't. Are you, you internationally ranked? I didn't it's see you in the rankings. One of those things. You're not. A... You ever, what was
1: that? Uh, the gambit with that uh, thing? Is it on uh, Netflix or whatever? What is the queens oh, gambit? Oh yeah, that was watch be good.
0: It? No, it was good. You watch it retro. I watch most of it, but like most things in life nowadays, I get bored with it after a while. So, yeah. so he started with the idea of like doing most it many things,
3: things. and <laughs> frittered out before you got it done. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. What What would, What else would there be? Like, what What other po- examples of things that you You were all in, and then you lost? The, eh, I don't
3: know if I, uh,
0: eh, you know kids,
3: family, yeah, uh, life, work. That's <laughs> <laughs> wrong. That's uh weird. you were saying that that's a problem now is that you start all these series and you're like oh this is decent and then like you're four episodes in it i can't can't be bothered i,
0: I don't know I'm, I'm clearly getting old i need <laughs> reality and not reality stupid jersey shore stuff i need yeah. like documentary reality based tv like mm. After that, I start. Well, I turned on three shows last night. Watched half of the first episode. in my life. You know what I find that,
1: and it's I mean, as you know, Rhett is a big reader. He's a very good reader. He he reads is. a lot of books. I have a hard time with fiction. Yeah, because you got to. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not in it. I'm not believing it. Which is, you know, whether it's true crime or, like you say, documentaries or just. I kind of need it. I need to know it's real to get into it. I don't need that with movies or TV. I don't know why that's.
3: Now that you mention that, I would think of books I own. Most would be non. Yeah. You say that, but we kind of work in that space, right? Like we are, we love the storytelling of live sports. You can never guess the ending. Sports is the greatest. Just the facts, please. just the facts i don't want any Um, bs yeah and then a cloud a unicorn jumped out of it shut up that's not real
0: (laughs) i started watching that some show called citadel last Uh night on one of the netflix or something and i'm like they killed eight people and pushed a guy out of a moving train and i'm like well fast (laughs) forward i wonder (laughs) if they'll survive okay Boy, those yeah. actors, I hope they got good stuntmen, yeah.
3: Can you do the Lord of the Rings
1: and that sort of stuff? I like- actually
0: can, but I think Dean it's cuz I read the books when I was younger. Yeah. I was yeah. Like that whole Harry Potter Lord of the Rings shit,
1: I can't it, I what are we doing?
3: Did you get into the uh Game of Thrones? No. Cuz that same vibe, right? No, can't. So, yeah, it's just old times but there's dragons you're flying around. Oh.
0: Hmm.
3: Yeah. That was good, and last season sucked. It was
0: awful. Off. The last, last season was so bad. It was oh, so off. good. And All what the a waste. All the mo. What a waste. Ugh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Are we, nope. Or do you have plans for the show today? No. Oh, what do you got? Well, we might as well. These dumbass GMs—they drag their feet, <laughs> and it takes forever to get shit done. Let's just be done with this. We're so gonna we fix can this. Take some days off. Like you're gonna go to Nashville. You might as well have all this shit. Off your plate, so you can sit at Tootsie's and laugh at all the other idiots that are still working. So let's do Connie's job for them,
3: at and least the th- first three quarters, and hope we don't tuck her out, right?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I kind of like the idea of being
1: at Tootsie's for sure. So I'm into that's, that. Yeah. That's what this the rooftop, moment, nice yeah. weather. If that's what oh, does. Be, then music then will form. be good. Yeah.
0: Mint.
3: You got those shiner box with the yellow label? Oh,
0: that, Whatever. Mm-hmm. So Noah Hannafin to Toronto for Nylander. And then we're gonna move. We're gonna. Hey, oh, I, I don't know if we can move to Foley quite yet. We're gonna move Michael Backlund out. can Backlund yeah. picks. I need. Well, okay. So this is where I need your help, guys. Yeah, Dave, yeah. Nonis and and, uh, and Don Maloney. Don Maloney. Delicious. What? Who are we moving up front to, to fill Hannifin's spot on the blue line? Because we got Neilander now up front. There's a lot of air. spot. Bed we really, we've yeah. really, we've really created something up front. No, I don't
3: want to throw a wrench in your plans. Just really quickly. Neilander, exact same situation as Hannafin. A year away from UFA.
0: That's, that doesn't matter. Cool. He loves Calgary. He's from Calgary. Fucking Calgary. Let's go.
3: <laughs>
0: it's a dual it sign. Spice for tra-
3: Sweden. Not too worried about that. Calgary. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, Dual sign and trade. Dual sign trade, God bless yeah. you. And you've added to your cap. Yeah. You're now spending. We can't more. sign this
1: guy. Jesus. You can't sign this guy. But let's, yeah, we'll we'll sign him. So and, yeah.
3: I don't mind that. We can revisit that. But I think we should start with something we can all agree on. Can we move Lillard out for a second and just call that done? Sure. If you're getting a second, yeah, let's do it. Thank you. Yeah,
1: this and especially this year's draft. I mean, deep know, draft. Yeah. Let's and go. you know, let's you go.
3: don't have to use that. That second can go get you to no, fill you're a hole in
0: that second. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And you already have your own second. You don't have your third. So now you got a first and two seconds, and all you did graduated Wolf. So who are let's
1: let's go kind of even broad, broaden things. Who are some of the players that you're hearing around the league that are potentially available? Because we're close now, and you hear all of these names. Oh, this oh well, this guy could be on the move, and I'm not sure if this guy could be there. This this whole thing. Um, we've long heard about Travis Connectney in Philadelphia as a guy that was tied. I know that Treliving and the Flames were a big fan of him. I believe that was the. Dougie Hamilton trade draft, draft yeah,
0: twenty fifteen. They had a
1: pick that they traded to Boston in the Dougie Hamilton trade. I believe so. Would uh, they had their? Well, that's what you're
0: living. Mind. That's not. Condo. No, I, yeah, you're
1: no. I'm just about. saying that uh, the scouting staff, the people, at one point they were high on him, and I think
3: that his game has been. I think you like him if you're a scout. You absolutely like where he's at. I don't think anyone in Philly's off limits. If you like Sean Couturier, or injuries, if you like Scott Lawton, if you like. Like Philly's, yeah. they've been floating Carter Hart's name out there. Nothing is off the table for Danny Berre. They're finally embracing that we're going to tear this down a little. Yeah. So anyone you want, you can call. Them. Uh, you hear Winnipeg's Br- got the three
1: guys. Well, we'll talk about Winnipeg. They got fuck. They got a mess in Winnipeg. Do they ever? Um, what was I just going to say? Uh, Brett Pesci's name, oddly and interestingly, in Carolina mm-hmm. is a guy that may be out there.
3: I, I keep coming back to Martin Natchez. Marty Natches. He was the the name theoretically in the Kachuk Kachuk thing.
1: And just, uh, I don't know. Is there a chance you could maybe pry that guy out of there? I don't know that they're going to do it for a Hannafin. Hannafin was a cane already. I'm not sure. Do you kiss and make up there? But uh, are are there any of those? Is there anybody out there in that rumor mill that you would be placing a call and saying, hey, heard a thing uh, about uh, your guy. What's it going to take for you and me to get a deal done today?
3: Sandheim in Philly. Former hitman. If you want to add another top four, bl- lived here, played here, mm-hmm. Manitoba guy, I, and I mean the, the thing is, is you probably should be calling all these guys to see what the prices are. But yeah, I don't know that there's. It seems like with the cap situations teams are in, there's a lot of these names. Mm. Like we're hearing a lot of names floated, and the absolutely have to move them is a smaller list, and a lot of these guys are it's Hannifin and some Jets and.
1: So the thing about uh, about this, though, Retro, is the Flames are in somewhat of a cap situation where they would love to move some money in order to ice their team next year. That's so why yeah. uh,
0: I've enlisted you and the brilliance of Ryan to Brilliant, assist yeah. me in this. So, yeah, let's figure it out. So Josh, They're uh, over the cap is? right now. uh, Do we know what the cap is?
3: Yeah, well, we just got uh, Chris Johnson reporting today that he's under the impression that the Memorandum of Understanding regarding the cap is $83.5 million, $1 million addition to the cap, which is not what a lot of people were hoping for, probably GMs and players included, that there's going to be this big jump next year. You could have easily smoothed it, but they started trying to do horse trading, and I'll only do this if you give us that. So If this is
0: the issue, then uh, we're going to trade Noah Hannafin for picks. Just gonna dump them, well, and you can. To your I'm, point, I'm, before, I'm going to him? Yeah. include him in a deal with Justin, or Justin Jonathan Huberdeau, mm-hmm. or okay. Nazem Kadri Oh, here we go. Yeah, I'm gonna get rid of that one of those and Hannifin. What else are you giving them? You're not getting anything back for that. Well, maybe it's worth it. I mean, you're selling low on those guys. Maybe they're going to be continue to have awful years. But you and I have a disagreement on this, and I'm probably wrong. But I just don't no. understand how one year, with all that went on, has created a situation that they're unmovable.
3: Uh, I, I think, like, it, I in two ways, I feel about it. I don't think Heroes as bad as he looked last year, but I also think, given the term, other GMs aren't going to risk. Then a why a were we not buyback,
0: screaming yeah. bloody murder, murder when Mister Living signed this guy or these well, guys?
3: Because you never thought a guy could drop that much. It's the greatest drop in points in NHL history. One hundred and fifteen. What did he have for points last year? Like you were, he, he was sixteen and five. Yeah, like it was not good. Yeah. like no, no one thought that was a rational outcome. The worst case scenario you couldn't have imagined was that bad. That's why. Fifty. You literally saw points. the wins. Yeah. So it's it's less than half of what he had last year.
0: But if you're, <laughs> wow, well, it's hard Not to idea. argue. It's hard to argue that you're wrong because because I hated the effing contract to begin with. I thought it was the a structure complete, sucked oh, for sure. It, the structure sucked. It was a complete overpay. You gave him everything and the moon, and he's getting older. And yeah. even if he was right, like every anytime you ever thought that you'd want to sell that contract, get rid of that contract, it was always going to be awful. Yeah,
3: you were stuck with him unless he was going to be a superstar the entire time. and well, the then, only the last way it was four years were going yeah, to be the tough. The only way anyway.
0: it was justifiable was if you won.
3: So now that it's happened and we've seen the season and we know that it's probably a top five most difficult contract in the NHL to move. This is the situation that Connie walks into. He doesn't have the magic eraser or the receipt to return Huberto to Home Depot. Like he's this is he has to deal with this. And I don't think that you this is the the summer to try to move him. If you are going to try to move him, even if you could possibly move him.
0: How how do you move forward with this team?
1: Here's here's my take on that. Is you have very little choice mm-hmm. if you're going to move Huberdeau. I think you're going to have to, like you say, you're going to have to sweeten that pot. Look at the Monahan deal
0: to get Montreal to take Monahan for a year. They had to give up a first. One I, eight. You have yeah, no. But the other team has to believe that there's some value with Huberto. I, uh...
1: Right. But my my point is. You would be selling so low. Yes, it's in so- the history of the stock of Jonathan Huberdo. it's Bob. never been lower. Yeah. It you you can only bring him back with a new coach and hopefully a get him back to the close to the player he was, and that's great for your team, and you just keep him. You or still B, can't then, trade him
0: if he comes back, though.
1: Yeah. But you your absorb absorbing of the cost <laughs> in that <laughs> trade would be less.
0: Maybe you, you can't either
3: way like this isn't where we start fixing the flames no, no. cuz it's not happening this is the problem right if you're not going if
0: you're not going for it now and you can't trade those guys you're we're talking about 5 years of hell but the thing is Ain't...
1: though every, even even teams that go through a rebuild or are trying to you're going to have one or two spots There's a couple that are perfect yeah. you're going to have some bad contracts some older players something in that mix you're going to
3: have to deal with mm-hmm. So it's as ominous as it's ever going to look right now because there's eight years left and the cap's been flat for five years. If the cap's $100 million in three years, this isn't going to feel as crazy. It's like, oh, he's only an $8 million player if you kind of prorate yeah. where things Let's were. See, about
1: 10 days away from that that raise kicking in, right? Yeah, I July think July 1.
3: one, he gets his the big raise from five point <laughs> nine to even, ten and a ten and a half. The deal hasn't even started. And and yeah. to be fair, right like just to go back down memory lane, and and look, we we understand how it's played out. It's not a contract you'd ever give the guy today. Connie can't undo it, but the logic at the time, the, ever the structure was bad. It's the only contract or ever done that's been bonus loaded like that, and it was because he was over a barrel. Whether he should have done it or not, we can. It's we have hindsight now. At the time, the reason no one yelled to the moon was because the logic was Johnny had 115 points. So did Jonathan Huberto. We'll give the Johnny contract that got turned down that no one had a problem with when you were saying Johnny 10 and a half, slide it to a guy with the same point total with a similar skill set, and we move forward. Now, clearly, you've made great points about it didn't fit and all that, but that's why at the time no one freaked out. You you literally signed the guy that finished second in league scoring.
0: I freaked out. You had
3: questions about it for
0: sure. That, that, yes, you did. And it, anyway, what we haven't discussed is that why Living left? It probably
3: was a small part of many reasons he left. I think the <laughs> right? biggest like was the coach. If you're Living,
0: yeah. you're looking, at, I don't think um, and that's an easy, it was the coach.
3: Well, I just was dysfunctional all year, and anyone around the organization said that that those two weren't on the same page. So that was frustrating.
0: Uh, you don't but yeah, talk but, to everyone I talk to, and it wasn't as one sided as you make it out. So
3: I'm not saying it was Daryl's fault. You're, you're painting me in there. I'm saying those no, two you always together. Always say
0: everybody said it was just talking about Daryl, and it's like that's I said how the GM didn't belong it. to the coach. That's
3: that's up to those two guys. I'm not assigning responsibility there. But yeah, if if you're Tree and you're like I'm a free agent and there's some openings here that are nice, I don't have to pay a guy that's going to be 30 at the beginning of an eight-year contract, 10 and a half, yeah, I can slide out the door. Like I'm, I'm with you. It, it There's rosier setups in terms of the cap. There's a few things to play in. Let's be honest.
1: Of course. It's, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. I, he didn't know I, that at the
3: time though, but I think he probably would have had the spidey sense out there. I think there was. Anyway, um, didn't finish that
1: sentence.
0: What do you, That's weird.
3: What? I think that.
0: <laughs> He's twitching out. Leave him alone. It's not his fault. Goat, he bumped his toe. No, it's not, I didn't bump The
3: Dubas stuff played out afterwards, but you also understood there was a very realistic chance that Dubas wouldn't be re- renewed. I
1: had heard Toronto six months ago. A while ago. Yeah. His. Anyway, people know people right? There's relationships people. in the game and people, people know, know people. when
3: GMs are lame ducks so, in the last year of their contract. Just, yeah. yeah.
1: And, and the, how many guys walk away from GM jobs? Not many, not many. Um, so, so anyway, um, it would, it would seem probably a little rosier the, the, the Huberto contract. Sure. I, if I don't have to have that hanging around my neck, That's a plus
3: age like milk, right? If
1: if I'm not getting along with the coach, that's a plus Mm -hmm. Toronto, big market, probably more money. The way that team is run, that's probably a plus. Like there's, there's a few things there that, that would anyway, back to the Huberto thing. I just, I, I hear you, Rhett. I just, I can't imagine. The only one I can see is Montreal is if Montreal has some good young players and they feel like this is a guy that would be in the market. It's the only one that I can see where they would potentially even think about it or look at it. And then what would you have to do?
3: keeping in mind the Monahan deal? would
0: well, it cost was, you uh, to, first? Well, it was to get... a dumb deal too that treated though. like
3: well, it wasn't like you didn't go around and see what the market paired. That's what it costs to get rid of six million bucks. but how yeah,
0: but how often do we say it, right? And it, so, okay, then let's go back over the history of the management of the assets that Mr. Tr- like there, sh- we, maybe this is what we haven't done is is pointed the he made some shitty deals.
3: Yeah, no, the oh. the Monahan one was so that he could get Cadrian. Yeah, maybe sorry, we got, uh, we got Frank here. We got fr- sorry, Frank. I didn't. Uh,
1: he just popped up. I he think. just popped hey, up. Hey, Frank. Sorry, uh, NHL Insider Frank Saravelli. A presentation of Bonton Meat Market. Bonton opened the doors back in 1921. Since then. Just first class treatment of every customer that walks through the door. Their staff, the product is top notch. Triple A Alberta beef, free range poultry, grain fed Alberta lamb. Mm. Twenty eight Crowfoot Circle, Northwest Bonton Meat Market.com is the website. And it's I've, it's apropos in a way that uh, Bonton Meats is the sponsor of playoff or now off season Frank Sarah Valley Ooh. because uh, I have something here. I need uh, I need you to do some splaining. Uh, Frank, Uh-oh. this goes back uh, oh. to, I guess, was that Father's Day?
2: Yeah, yes. that was Father's Day.
1: This yeah. was on your Soch. It's a, For those that are just listening along, that is a griddle with some uh, meat and uh, other food items on it. Could you please describe to us what we're looking at?
2: Well, so you see some bacon there, of course, mm-hmm. some thick-cut bacon. And then uh, what you see in the middle there... Mm is a new jersey staple called pork roll uh some also call it taylor ham not sure if you're familiar or what the closest equivalent would be think like canadian bacon except way better and saltier
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say baloney. I thought you had some baloney going there,
2: Frank. No, 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 no. But I was going to ask you guys can, does, I don't know what the, uh, the agricultural rules are crossing the border. Can I, can I get a, can I order a Bonton shipment or can I, can you, oh, can you guys tough. bring me a cooler to now? I Nashville? feel like
3: someone's going to get thrown in the slam if we do that. It's you, an you issue. Americans, very protective of your, uh, yeah,
2: your meat. Yeah, but, but I need some Alberta AAA beef. Like, that's you catch a cute. flight, buddy. Yeah,
1: no, I know so this griddle on. is
2: brand new. This was one of the first meals I cooked on the griddle, fired it up over the weekend and so good.
1: Yeah, no, I, could, I, I couldn't I could tell. I figured we're, we're going to bring this up. We've been talking about uh, bologna and really it is.
2: It, it's, you guys are full of bologna.
1: It's the meat of uh, kings. It's the choice of champions. Uh, we're trying to bring bologna back. And I thought, mm. man, if this is Sara Valley down in, in Philly, down in PA. Also representing some baloney, baloney nation. Then we were going to celebrate today. But uh,
2: so fun fact: I've never actually had any baloney at any point. What? Come on.
1: Here's you know what you need to do: get yourself some. Go to a meat market. Get some good baloney. What? What's some? some, Not some shit.
0: And then fire it. Packaged bullshit.
1: Yeah, none of that. Go into it to a nice meat market and get them to cut you some a decent thickness, and you throw it on that griddle of yours.
2: Mm. So you're saying not like cold cuts bologna, like actual real bologna.
1: Well, it's coming off the same the same deal, probably. Right? It's going to come in. give me your
0: best bologna.
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: And throw it on your griddle. Is that a blackstone? What is that uh, you got there?
2: Yeah, it's a blackstone equivalent. I went with the Traeger brand.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Very nice.
0: All right. Next. So when you get your Alberta AAA beautiful beef, you got to get the Traeger Saskatchewan seasoning.
2: Mm. Okay.
0: Throw it on your steaks. Oh, so good. What's Scrapple? Isn't that a Philly thing?
2: So, scrapple is a Philly thing, and it's basically an amalgamation of all the different scraps that are left over at the end of the butchering process. And the then deli they, floor. Yeah. They use like uh, cornmeal flour to kind of like goop it all together, and it's mm. it's in like a loaf, and you can like cut it and mm. throw it on the griddle. Also, incredibly salty, mm. but like delicious.
0: Is it more of a brick
2: then? Yeah, so it's a brick, and you, you just like kind of cut off a slice and throw it on your griddle and, <laughs> and fire it up, get a little crispiness to it. And the best part is you can have like a – this is going to sound like a, a Tommy Boy reference. You can have a hard, crispy shell, and then it's nice and soft in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> Richard, it's a your hard, Your head has candy a hard, shell. candy
3: shell.
1: How, uh, how similar would it be to uh, Spam or in Cat, Click?
2: No, not very similar. No. Like, the, the idea of the brick being similar, but yeah. the the internal, you know, stuff is not similar yeah. at all.
1: Do we know what that is? Because that feels like, you say, collection off snouts and cutting You don't, don't yeah. want to know.
3: It's like, I guess you didn't want to know.
2: Yeah. It's also, like, absolutely terrible for you. Really? Which, eh? is, why, which is why I eat it.
1: Most <laughs> things in life that are great are. I was going to say. Yeah, most things are. As you
2: can tell, I don't... I don't really have any. Ah, you look yeah, Was somebody.
0: it only in Philly?
2: Uh no, it just originates from Philly, and it's okay. a you can like any grocery store you would go in here, like they would sell it.
0: So could I go down in Buffalo here and get some scrapple?
2: Potentially. I'm gonna look. You should try some. it. It's a great breakfast meat.
3: Okay. Look how excited for retro you got plans today now. Oh. You got
1: <laughs> you got shit to do.
3: All research. Yeah, man's on a mission now. got errands to run
1: so i'm just gonna i'm gonna rattle some things off here because i I, so in winnipeg uh connor hellebuck is leaving uh dubois he wants out shifley last uh, year they're they're done with it let's get it and now potentially buying out blake wheeler last year um other than that things are going great in old river city out there it's uh There's. Have we seen a more rockier situation on one team? When like when's the last time a
2: team team? has been this
1: upside down in a single off season with star caliber players?
2: I've mentioned this before. I look at it in the exact opposite way as you. How upside down or woe is us? All these guys are leaving, and wow, wow, I can't believe it. Last time I checked, Pierre Luc Dubois, the premier center available on the market as a young guy just turning twenty-five.
3: Yeah. Number one goalie Mark Shifley, in the world, maybe.
2: Yeah, number you know, definitely the number one goalie available in Connor Hallebuck, but pedigreed and one of the best of his generation has a Vezina as a finalist yet again for another one. At the top of his game and signed to a reasonable deal for next season. Mark Scheifele coming off a forty plus goal season at a six million dollar cap hit. Tell me, you know, uh, maybe the, the biggest thorn in their side here is Blake Wheeler, quite literally from a, a team perspective as well. Mm-hmm. It's going to be addition by subtraction not having him back next year, whether you buy him out or eat half and trade him. Like, w- tell me why the Jets are in a bad spot. I'll tell you why they could rebound and be a playoff team next year.
1: Yeah, I, I guess I don't mean they're they're in a bad spot necessarily. It's just they –
2: Lots of issues to do. They,
1: th- there's a lot in one, and I guess that you know what that's part of what, with Shevel day off. There's there's so much loyalty, and in some and some people that say they they don't do anything, they sit on their hands and whatever it is, that's maybe how you get here. You saw one coach leave, the other coach torch the guys after the season was over, after the final buzzer, he crushed the guys in the room, and then the guys are coming back. It's clear that they need a that. fix. Oh. Yeah, it's. I'd be very curious to talk to people there maybe off the record to find out just how long has it been this dysfunctional because it's out for all the public to see now behind the scenes. How long has that room been fractured? Cause the results obviously on the ice haven't been great.
2: I think it's years. I mean, I think it drove Paul Maurice quite literally to the point of exhaustion and the brink of retirement. Mm. And it's, it's a, it's a combination of a few things. Um, if you've spent any time around Blake Wheeler, which I have, and, and I, he's one of my favorite guys to interview because if you ask him the right question, you're going to get a really good answer. And you're going to get an honest answer. But he can also be an absolute surly prick. And he can be negative, And he can be ornery to be around. And Mark Shifley can be miserable. And you have two guys that are highly talented like that that have been there, want to experience success, feel like at some point they've been underpaid, and have a lot of frustration to take out on the group, and it's been a taxing situation. And this team needed to turn over the page, and they needed to do it last summer. And they acknowledged that they needed to do it because they ripped the C off of his jersey, but they weren't willing to actually step up and solve the problem. And I think it's a big reason why their season sort of swirled down the drain they were in first place in the central division in late January and didn't make the playoffs or made the playoffs but lost Barely, in the yeah. first round excuse me yeah, so yeah. I mean they, they needed to make changes knew it and didn't do it and now are kind of forced to a year later with a bunch of other guys making decisions based off of those decisions
3: and to be fair with Wheeler, it's one year left now. The buyout's much more attractive than it would have been last year. And uh, do you think they can move him if they ate half, or is this have to be a buyout at this point?
2: No, I think there has been some trade interest. I think the expectation is that the Jets would have to eat half uh, because teams know that they're in a spot. Look, it's either if you don't eat half, we're gonna you're going to have to buy him out, and he's going to be on your books for two years, yeah. um, and, and you're going to have to pay slightly more money uh, to do it that way. I see some interest in Blake Wheeler because he still puts up 60 points ish, 55 points. He's a big body that's a power forward that plays the right side, that, you know, at four and a half, you know, four million bucks is still a pretty decent guy to plug into your lineup. Maybe the sort of last piece that a team that's in contender mode would like to add to their team to try and push them over the top. And maybe you also see a better Blake Wheeler somewhere else, new mm-hmm. challenges, new perspective. I, I think he's one of those guys that takes care of himself real well that, you know, at his age can still be a productive player.
0: Does this affect the flames? If the flames are deciding, because so, I, I see comparables if the flames are deciding to try and move guys. Does We're it in.
2: affect the flames?
0: Well, we flush that out a little more. If they decide, if they decide they're going to move Lindholm, we can't Seven. sign him.
2: Right.
0: And Winnipeg's got Scheifele and Dubois out there already as guys that want to move. That does it water down the market. Can you demand less?
2: No, or, I don't think so. More? Just because I think the caliber of player that that Lindholm is, he's going to have a unique market not to himself, like all the other teams that are into, you know, getting a, a center and adding them to the mix. Like there's all sorts of different tiers to this. And part of it also depends on a stylistic fit, like yeah. Lindholm being the, the complete player. Scheifele has like some, um, you know, some elements to that. Someone that has like a really high hockey IQ. And, and Dubois has more of the power forward side to him um, as a center. That's really kind of just growing into his body, and I think can actually do a bit more than what he's put up in Winnipeg. Um, and then, like the next tier down, you've got you know the Kevin Hayeses and that group that are that are also available. Um, I think part of where it affects the Flames, if at all, is just in tax bracket. Like if you're also slotting these guys out by the amount of money that they're going to make on their next deal. I think Lindholm is, is sort of in a tier of his own. And then the next group down is, is Dubois. And then after that, it's the guys that are being retained.
1: What is Mark Scheifele? Because you hear it's funny with, with, I think we maybe talked to you about it. You have Dubois. And the thing about him is you love it, you love the way he plays. A lot of the time, but then sometimes it's like his give a shit meter is kind of broken. Whereas on the other side, it feels like sometimes Shifley is so wound up and intense. And like you say, hockey IQ, this guy is, is all about hockey that he's too much for some of his teammates. That it's like, oh, dude, we just we need you to just dial it back a little bit. But here again, you're talking about how we always talk about, especially here, how hard it is to get a center, a number one center. Is this an off season where Dubois, Shifley, potentially Lindholm? There's some real centermen out there all of a sudden. Is Shifley a potential, is he a number one across the league or what is he?
2: Uh, I don't think he, you know, I think he's in that. we, We talked about this last week, the idea of Lindholm. You know, there's maybe like 12 centers in the league that you say, okay, they're number one centers and you don't even have to think about it. Like you hear the name and you just nod and move on. And so once you get past like 12 and 13, there's sort of this next group of guys that are right on the edge and the cusp of that. I think it's like, you know, Lindholm and Larkin and Bohorvad Horvat and, and that group. And then Mark Scheifele somewhere in that. Um, and it's hard to kind of discount what he's done because He's still just at 30 years old and still someone that, um, you know, again, scored 40 goals last season, a career high that, you know, I, I don't I want to make sure that you're not leaving out. So I, I agree. I think he's in that number one center category, however many you think there are 17, 18, 20 of them in the entire league. It probably doesn't go much beyond that. But I think he's in that conversation and right there, sort of in the back half of the teens, if that makes any sense.
1: Sure.
3: Yeah. Uh, okay. So Winnipeg, we've talked about, they've got an opportunity to reload. Uh, we know there's seven UFAs for the Flames. Uh, just give us the latest on what you're hearing about them, because clearly the, the biggest two in terms of value and decisions are the youngest of the, uh, of the bunch in terms of Lindholm and Hannafin and guys that are going to be able to dictate max term on their new deals. Uh, but, but the group as a whole, any rumors out there or what's, what's hot, what's not?
2: I think Craig Conroy has been working feverishly on this. I think the last sort of update that I got was that a lot of this is in the hands of the player and the agent. And I think that's really the most uncomfortable position for the Flames to be in is that they're not really the ones making the decision here. They want to re-sign these players. They want to spend the money. They want to have them in Calgary. And they haven't gotten an answer, at least that I know of yet, that's definitive from Lindholm, from Hannafin that says, yes, I I definitely want to be back. That you know, Lindholm, I believe, was meeting with his agent over the weekend and was supposed to provide some sort of clarity or answer to the Flames. I don't think they've gotten that yet. But I think generally, league wide, talking to managers around the league, the speculation is that both Lindholm and Hannafin are not going to be signing with the Flames on July 1, an extension, and have not given, you know, it's not no, but it, there's no indication so far that it's yes, and let's talk, and let's work through the numbers and that it's more of like an, I don't know. And the flames are going to have to interpret that for what they will. And if you take Craig Conroy, and I think this is kind of one of the dangers of the spot that he, you know, has worked himself into with what he said at his opening press conference about asset management and not going through next season, um, you know, with guys that are pending free agents that might walk for nothing is he's sort of created this expectation now that if they're not signed or don't plan to sign that he's trading them. And I, I, we could talk forever about whether that's prudent or not. Um, but he's created this expectation that if it is a no, or it's a maybe, and it's an, I don't know that they have to move on. And then, then what to mm-hmm. now turn around and pull the trigger is a different thing.
3: Just to clarify really quick. Some of the reporting around Hannafin suggests that he won't resign. That's too strong for your liking.
2: No, it's not too strong. I I think it's more or less just been, I don't know. Like, you know, I want to keep talking and, and they don't, it's not that they dislike the situation in Calgary. It's just that they don't really know exactly what it's hard to project, what the market's going to be like one year from now, because you're looking at all the other guys that are available in your same class. And then right now you're looking at the teams that might be interested you in this moment in time. And then, can I re-sign there? Do they have the cap space? Do they want to re-sign me? There's a whole lot of things to work through that isn't as simple as saying, like I'm a UFA in in 11 days or nine days, and I know exactly what the, the market looks like.
1: The the big jump that everyone is expecting for the salary cap in a year's time, is that is that is that potentially holding things up? Or are all teams and all agents and players under the assumption, we know it's going to be big, so we're just kind of all in that ballpark of what we expect it's going to be?
2: Yeah, everyone expects it to be big. I think everyone, we sort of got some clarity or reporting today from Chris Johnson, who says he believes the cap is going to be at $83.5 million next year. I don't have any confirmation on that. I checked in with a, uh, three NHL GMs in the last hour who have all said that they have zero direction in any formal way from the NHL. There hasn't even been a hint. There's been no memo or anything like that that's gone out that says yes the cap is definitely going to be at 83 and a half next season but because we know that that debt is going to be paid off and next season goes back to being linked to revenue you're looking at 90 million plus dollars next season that the cap is going to be at that is you know with what a lot of teams are looking at it's not only going to alleviate a lot of problems and pressure points but it's also going to create this windfall of cash that you might see teams start to spend now, uh, knowing as my mic just fell off my desk, you? Okay. that uh, as my mic fell, that uh, <laughs> they might go out and spend some of that now.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: And, and again, we're into the whole predicting what the cap's going to be. That's been a tough game the last three years. We thought this IU was going to be paid off. And for these UFAs, if, if you're advising them, let's wait and see. Like, what's the rush here? You're, you're in the driver's seat. You've got leverage. Why would I give you an answer now? That's good for the Flames. It ain't good for my camp.
2: Well, that's kind of like it's it goes to a number of different players that are up a year from now that are all having that same discussion. Like, Austin Matthews is sitting here going, well, I know what the cap is right now but I don't know what it's going to be a year from now. And that might mean even more money. So maybe I just wait until the very last possible moment. Even if I'm going to be re-signing with the team that I'm already playing for, I want the details. I want the clarity. I want to know.
0: Can you put into your contract, I want 15% of the cap? No. No.
3: Yeah, that would be one way to solve for sure, though, wouldn't it? Right? It's like wherever the cap is, I'm getting a percentage of it. Not, but they have to lock in AAV. It's like a number you're stuck with. And if you're going long term, that's you're marrying someone for eight years. You'd mm-hmm. hate to leave an extra, you know. Oh, the cap is five million higher. I could have got another five percent of that for all eight of those years. Shit, that's a lot of money at the end of it.
2: Yeah, and, and by the way, Pinder, I just wanted to say I I I didn't want anyone to think that I was being wishy washy um, with my answer on where things stand with Lindholm and with Hannafin this is the information as I know it that everyone thinks the answer is no yeah but the flames I don't I at least I believe have not gotten a formal no from these guys so I just want to be clear about how I'm I'm framing all this no and in in a lot of
1: markets that's you that of course that's understandable whereas here it's going to it's going to rub a little differently because of what happened with Gaudreau and you saw the Kachuk, like that whole thing in Calgary when you, and especially when Conroy came out and kind of more or less said, we Don't can't that. let that happen again, Yeah. where we go into a season, lame duck with some players and then have them leave. It's very understandable. So it.
3: Yeah, he's got seven UFAs, but the two that you can't have uncertainty on are the, the guys that are going to the, the, the franchise yeah. pillars, the guys in their twenties right now. Like that's that, the guys that are going to dictate huge dollars in max
2: term. That, that's if a those, tough
0: spot. If those guys can come to terms or come back next year and they play, Frank, what do you do? You, what kind of turnaround are the Flames a playoff team and are they a go deep team? Or what do you see with the lineup, the way it's kind of structured right now for the Flames? If they just stand pat,
2: it's such a wild question to answer because. I don't like no one saw the Panthers going on this run. And, and even the golden Knights, everyone was kind of like good team, but eh." like, are they really, you know, the class of the NHL? Does anyone think that this team's really hoisting the Stanley cup? Like they weren't a popular pre playoffs pick of this team's going all the way. And that, that ended up being our final. I think if this, if, if what the flames have right now on paper came back next season, you know, regardless of extension or not. And you know what Craig Conroy said, you know, I can't find the proper return for Lindholm. And I don't know what's going to happen with Hannafin, but damn that contract under 5 million bucks a year is serious surplus value for us. And we're going to like, I think the devil's advocate to all of this is what is the harm in having a player play the final year of his deal that you sign this contract. It has an end date. What's the harm in getting to the end date and then just shaking the guy's hand and say, thanks for your service. I appreciate it. We're going to let you walk because I think the alternative to that on one hand is you end up with a player that you have locked up for too many years at an AAV that makes you just slightly uncomfortable. And that's on the positive end of it. Mm -hmm. And on the other end of it is you end up trading a guy for just go back, you know, one year's time to the situation that the Flames were in getting Huberto and Uyghur, that they then felt beholden to re-sign those guys to contracts that you now feel slightly uncomfortable with. So I don't think there's a perfect scenario, um, but I, I do think that there's something to the idea that I think one team that's been an absolute leader in this category of this sort of fish or cut bait... Um, is the Carolina Hurricanes like some guys they're like yeah this is great this contract is a serious bargain we're going to have it play out and then we're going to move him and other guys they've been like hey we know a year ahead of time that there is zero chance that we're going to be able to we have interest in paying this guy market value he gone i get, i get it i just i think so many times teams are focused on you know what they're losing as opposed to you know, This is sort of the opposite end view, which is look at the amazing opportunity that we have now to go spend the money that we would have had to pay Lindholm. And yeah, it's hard to replace a 1C, but I just think the idea of like, oh, you have to do this. This is the playbook. This is what asset management says. Like Maybe you get to a year from now playing out. And I think to answer your question, I think the Flames are a playoff team and then you roll the dice and you figure out what happens after that. But just to play devil's advocate, what happens if you get through this next year with all those guys under contract and you say, we lost in the first round again, we made the playoffs and that was great, but like we got to shake it up. We got to change the DNA of this team. We got to do something different. And if you had re signed all of them, you're like, holy smokes, like we can't go anywhere. We're handcuffed.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a tough spot because again, you're right into the scar tissue of Johnny leaving for nothing, and Craig comes out and says, "I can't go into the season with seven UFA's." And oh my gosh, like Lindholm leaves for nothing. Yes, it was a great value deal, but how in the world are you competitive without him? Wow. Your top center's a 34-year-old Nazem You'd Kadri. You're like, tied
0: to the guys you want to be tied to, and not the guys. Like if they fail again, you're going to be really be looking at the Hudo and and Kadri deals and going, "Jeez, these are the ones that are handcuffing us because you would have signed a." Hannafin and a Lindholm, and you'd rather pay that anyway. I, I i agree with you. I, I love how Carolina does business. I just wonder how you see your way through this. Because back to those two contracts I just mentioned, to me, if the team doesn't do well, I don't know. like and here, maybe this is a question for you can say you go through the year this year's status quo. Lindholm and Hannafin walk or you trade them or whatever happens and you do make the playoffs, you do lose in the first round, but you're not happy with it. Are Caudry and Huberto guys that you can ride or keep around long term and bring in a youth movement?
2: I think so. And not only that, it doesn't really matter what I think. The reality is they're not going anywhere. Yeah, They're locked in. So you know it. It's, it's almost like no sense even asking about it or crying about it because you know that those guys are there. And for better So do you plan for
0: five years out instead of two?
2: Well, and that's kind of, I think, part of the excitement of, of if, you know, if you get to a spot where those guys, you have to trade Lindholm. You have to-
3: Small details or big surfaces.
2: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Trade Hannafin. First off, what can you get back in return that helps you for the future? And then what can you get, if you take future assets, what can you leverage into help for right now to, uh, to aid in, the Jonathan Huberto and and Uyghur and Kadri, you know, uh, progression in Calgary, because those are the foundational or at least those because those contracts were signed. They are the foundational pieces like it, love it, hate it of this mm-hmm. team for the foreseeable future that you have to make it work. And you're even with those guys, if you wanted to go towards the youth movement you're never really going to be able to bottom out anyway. So you might as well try and be as competitive as possible during this stretch to really kind of, you know, do what the flames have always done, which is try and hang in there as best they can.
1: And just kind of the last, and then we can move on in, in, I guess just in your opinion, if a Hannafin deal is to take place, do you feel like it, it would have to be a sign and trade or not be a sign and trade like what we saw with Kachuk? Cause you would think if, For the Flames, they would love it to be that way. Get more. Because in theory, you would get more. Um, I I don't know if that changes Craig Conroy's thinking. If you can't, if it's just a trade of a player with one year left and you take what you can get, what's your read on that, if any?
2: Well, I mean, the other alternative would be that you just allow Noah Hannafin to talk to that team ahead of time. And yeah, you might lose out on the eighth year for the team, um, but you'd at least be able to have him dictate and signal to the team. Yes, this is a place not only that I want to go, but this is a place that I'm willing and interested in signing an extension. In. And they could even talk parameters of what that would look like to then sign on July one. Um, I mean, that's yeah. another road to go down to maybe extract a little bit more leverage and, and a slightly better return for your team. But I don't think it, it has to be that way. I think just the idea alone, like if you're, again, you're thinking outside the box, the idea alone of having a Hannafin or a Lindholm play for your team for next season and contribute at that level with the salary cap hit that they're at. Like if I'm a contending team in a flat cap world, it's intoxicating to me. I want that. And whatever happens after that, so be it.
3: Yeah, man. You imagine you get to the deadline, you eat half that, and you're selling a number one center for two and a half million bucks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we saw what Vancouver did with
1: Oliver Ekman Larson. Obviously, it's uh, they they got a lot of dead cap money for a long, long time. I guess just to spin it for the player, Oliver Ekman Larson. What's is what's the market for him? What has he got left in his game? Is there potential? All of a sudden, maybe there's a deal to be had in the team that gets Oliver Ekman Larson.
2: Well, there definitely is a deal to be had. Um, I think, you know, you're, to me, I always viewed Oliver Ekman Larson and you didn't see this in Vancouver, um, but I viewed him as one of the better skaters in the league that has upside. And I don't know what's happened to him. I don't know how much of his situation changed since his mom passed away. It almost kind of seemed like he didn't have that much interest in playing hockey anymore. And I, I don't know if this is a sort of kick in the pants, an opportunity to, you know, maybe rebound and rejuvenate and rebuild your career. Or if he just is one of those guys that's like, yeah, I'll give it a shot somewhere, but I signed for 66 million bucks. I'm getting 55 of it. You know, I'm in a great spot in life and whatever happens happens. I think for a team that is looking for, you know, someone to sign on their blue line. And I mentioned Florida as an example yesterday, they have both Aaron Eckblad and Brandon Montour out well into next season. So not going to be there on opening night could be missing months after that two big pieces of their blue line that you then also have to account for them coming back on your cap. So you can't go out and spend their money. Mm-hmm. Eckblad or sorry, Ekman Larson, And Matt Dumba and John Klingberg, guys that I think are candidates um, to really go out and and take a little bit less now on a one-year deal, you know, million and a half, two million bucks, come in and prove it. And we were just talking about the cap going to north of 90. Go in and have a banana season and Mm -hmm. cash in next year. And Ekman Larson's already double dipping anyway. There's no risk. I mean, you've, you've got a chance to reboot your career and one more year in a flat cap world. You've got contender type teams that are hungry to add you. That's the I, I'm someone that always, you know, I'm like, I want to bet on myself as many times as possible. Yeah, security's great. And it'd be awesome to get, you know, a four times four deal if you're, you know, Klingberg or someone to recoup some of the money that you left on the table in Dallas but I just like to bet on myself, have a monster year and cash in later.
3: Doesn't it feel like that move Tampa's been making for five years? They bring in a guy you think's washed up in the blue line. He plays third pair and it's like, oh, he's, yeah, he's not dead. It's interesting. It's right that role, winning team, not asking him to do too much. This might be a, a,
1: a rare year where you might not be looking for a two or three year deal. You might get some players on a real bargain. Gavrikov signed a two-year on a one on a one-year deal. You might get some guys potentially UFAs at a real deal, just so they can be UFA again. And like you say, I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to go in and play my balls off and be UFA again next
2: year. Look at Patrick Kane had hip resurfacing surgery, where they grind down the joint and basically put a new hip together. It's as close as you can get to a hip transplant without having one, and he's going to sign somewhere in November, December, whenever it's going to be with a contending team for no money.
3: One year, (laughs) one year back in to jump
2: back in, have probably played pretty well knowing it's Patrick Kane. And, and he thinks that this idea of the surgery is going to totally allow him to get back to the level he used to be at, but still needs to prove that. But then to cash in potentially one year from now, like it's crazy yeah
1: dailyfaceoff.com you've got your trade board up there you've got obviously top 25 ufas winnipeg, too, yeah. winnipeg top guys 50 UFAs, top, top 50.
2: 40 guys on the trade board and Stephen ellis has his top 150 draft rankings today as well
1: yeah week so away. it's 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 an interesting read to go through and just if whatever f- fan of whatever team you're a fan of you start to kind of dream of all this ufa Maybe by next week you trade for this guy uh any anything uh you know what Clear. I'm dreaming of? Eh, baloney. A sure.
2: little, little Bonton meats. Yeah, there you uh, go. Uh,
1: I guess just quick hitters. Anything on DeBrinket that's new?
2: No. Uh, look, they gained back a little leverage in Ottawa, knowing that they're going the ARB route. Uh, they're talking trade. I, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they just kind of strong arm him into coming back for one year. I don't think it's a likely path. But it's it's a greater than zero chance that they say, you know what? You're our property for one more season. Mm-hmm. We're taking you to ARP. You're gonna be a well paid guy. At the very least, you're looking at uh the high sevens on a one year deal, and you're gonna to have to eat it.
1: Yeah. And one of the you didn't it wasn't a player, but you had the St. Louis Blues with some draft capital. Is that something to keep an eye on?
2: It is and twenty-five and twenty-nine overall. I can tell you, you can write it down in a sharpie. Doug Armstrong is not going to the podium three times on what next Wednesday night in Nashville. They got 10,
3: don't they? Like they 10, have 10 and then 20, those two 10,
2: 25, and 29. Whoo. He's not going to the podium three times. So he's trading those you know those latter first round picks for something. I'm told that the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Had engaged the Philadelphia Flyers on Scott Lawton. I believe they dangled one of those first round picks to try and get him three years left at $3 million. I think they're involved in a whole bunch of different things as they're also trying to trade some of the defensemen that they have. Yeah. Mm.
1: Three first rounders.
2: It's really nice. It
1: rarely works out, right? It, it When you have that many picks, I remember, what was it with Edmonton when they had, they had some Sam Gagne and then they took what Alex Plante and Riley Nash. And then Boston had those three, and three in a
3: row. They hit on the uh, They hit, they missed on submission and Zaboral. Yeah. If That's, I'm correct. And then the three after were Connor Ehlers and Shabbat. Yeah. Not, a,
1: not ideal. So you can really, uh, you can really hit, but doesn't seem to to happen very often. Coyotes so, are
2: at six and 12 too.
1: And what are the, I mean, what's wow. happening there? It's,
2: Well, they're going to be picking at six and 12. I can tell you that that's the plan. Um, They're changing their approach. Um, I know they're in the central division now, so maybe not as much of an issue for the flames. And maybe you could say the coyotes just aren't generally an issue at all for anyone, (laughs) but they're trying to be more competitive next year. So no longer a dumping ground for contracts. Um, They're going to be trading for players. They're going to be trying to sign players um they're trying to convince logan cooley to leave school and come play for them next season they want to inject some life into their market and try and you know generate a little buzz Uh, i would suggest that it's it's a deviation from the rebuild route that they've been on they say that this has always been part of the plan but the point being the coyotes are going to try and do things differently this summer
3: Young and cheap—that's that's the dream. Well,
1: we're going to be keeping our eyes peeled for uh, a lot of Frank bombs.
3: Yeah, this is the week. week of Frank bombs. We dude.
1: need to let some Frank bombs for sure to be coming our way.
2: I'm uh, I'm trying. It's it's been a little bit quiet, like scary quiet. And um, I don't know. I can't make the news. I can only report on what yeah. I got. That's the tough part.
1: Walk us through your next week. We're we're going to see you in Nashville. I know. So what's and then it's it's a crazy time, obviously with free agency. Not long after.
2: Uh, it's a crazy, crazy next uh, 10 days till July days. 1st. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sunday, go to Nashville. Monday, NHL Awards. Tuesday, Jeez. used to be the GM meetings not happening. That's when you guys arrive and the party begins. Oh,
1: mm. yeah.
2: And then Wednesday, round one. And Thursday, I'm out of Nashville and prepping for free agency.
1: Perfect. Jeez. Thanks, Frank. We uh, will look forward to sitting down with you next week with any luck and uh, doing it from Nashville.
2: Sounds good. Perhaps uh, one of our shows, cocktail in hand.
1: Maybe. Oh, geez. and maybe Bologna.
3: Entering on the, in the job. Birds, yeah. been weeks since we did a show like that. There you go. Thanks,
1: Frank. Good to talk to you, buddy. See you guys. Frank Saravelli, RNHL insider for Bonton Meats, Bonton Meat Market, Twenty Eight Crowfoot Circle, Northwest. Just go and visit. You will leave <laughs> with something glorious, and uh, you'll be better for it.
3: Red, how are we doing there? Did we lose you halfway through?
0: Yeah. No, I was listening to Frank take okay. on it all. Mm-hmm. I tried to be. It makes a lot of sense. Well, He's I, kind
3: of on the same page as you, and a lot of that stuff. Like, yeah, I, I think the, the greatest challenge with all this is just that. What are the Connie's marching orders? Like, I think it's really easy well, to say I, let's rebuild. I think we'd all do it. And really? even if
0: it's not a marching order, what do you do if you've got Codre and Hubert? like you're not going to. Like in a way, it's like well, you've, so. You've you've committed to going for
3: it. let's say you're three years down the road and like if you're rebuilding it's not two years like you you need to give yourself some time if the cap's over 100 million 17 million bucks tied up in two guys is not going to sink your battleship it's not great use of the cap but you've got 83 percent of that cap left know what i mean and that's basically what but you can survive it
0: you can survive it it's just that you're going to have three years of misery i think
3: And if you're rebuilding, misery means higher picks, maybe. I don't know, but But, uh, but like Bob's been a 10 million guy for four or five years, and it's like you survived it. He he was a shitty goalie for four or five years at 10 million bucks, and they they weren't a bad team. It sucks that you wasted some cap. You just have to be really smart around that, right? And like when you say misery, they missed the playoffs this
1: year by one point. Like I just, I, I don't know. I miserable. I just, it was. But, but what it is is, I just, if you, if you're going to rebuild and you're going to be young, boy, you're going to be bad. Well, it's not like you've been going to round that. three and round four here for years and years, and suddenly it's going to be a huge sock to your system. You're going to have some guys still here. I don't think you're going to be a horrible team. You may miss yeah. the playoffs,
0: but what's the friggin' difference? At least you're... I You know, the problem for me is I'm very jaded because I was jaded about the... con, like taking it personally. I didn't like the contracts to begin with, so I've got this shitty attitude towards them. So... And then it didn't work out, and I'm like, "See, we yeah. so And it, they
3: were big parts of the problem last year. To be fair, weren't they?
0: Yeah, they was Well, their their lack of success was a huge part of the problem. Yeah, yeah.
1: there was no part of any of that. Uh, well, remember, we looked at the cadre numbers, and we just had it in in our heads that it was such an awful failure for goals. everybody. Yeah. Huh? Well, terrible, right? I mean, there's other things. Well, it was an all star. <laughs> right? Like, there's yeah. other things. I guess it's not not the worst. And thing it's in like, the world, Jesus, and... could
3: your could your power play be five percent better? Could you get a few more saves? Absolutely. On both accounts, you could. And it's like they had one more point than fucking Florida. Yeah. That's but, why this is such a weird spot. They're stuck in that mucky middle where it's like, I don't know if I can believe you're a contender. And even if you were gonna start selling parts, you're not bad enough to start drafting in the top five where you really get like franchise altering players. No, it's a again, weird, mushy you're middle. Another isn't
0: in, it? You're another year into it. And you're like, oh damn it. We we're p-. but now you're talking about guys that may oh, Frank's trying to pump the brakes on that a little bit, but 2 of your top guys might want out,
3: right? Yeah, or just aren't willing to commit. And and I guess I would understand if Lindo and Hannifin aren't saying, "I'm not going to sign anything this summer" because I just don't know. Because fuck, we don't know about this team. To
1: me, that's the thing. We you put yourself in Craig Conroy's shoes or whatever, put yourself in Noah Hannifin's shoes. Yeah, I, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what the cap I don't is. Know what... I don't know if
3: we're good or not.
0: I and so probably coach, and probably player knows what he wants in a contract, though. Not very many guys. Sorry not... to step on you there. But th- there's not very many guys in the NHL. Austin Matthews would be one. Connor would be one that can go. I need a piece. I need a percentage of the the overall. Like I, I'm telling you right now, if that, I've got to believe that Noah Hannifin has a number in his. I had a number in my head. It was my dream contract. No one, Noah Hannafin has one. Yeah. What? I, what? Just I what? I. What yeah, I was saying. I know from personal experience. You can't tell me he doesn't. I think I believe in your instance.
3: I just think it's a really unique year where it's super flat for four or five years here, and that's now we don't know how big this jump I'm is. Making. That's the only
0: the, thing I'm saying. The, you're taking science and, constru- and and messing it up. I'm okay. saying personally, he has a number in his head that's his okay. dream contract, and if it's if he can sign it, I would be surprised if maybe it's more than the Flames want to pay, and maybe mm-hmm. he doesn't want to sign it here. But there's a contract out there that makes him go. He's not going. He's not looking at. Well, look, you know, his agents. Well, the cap's going to go up. It's going to be easier to get that number, mm-hmm. but that number is not. He's not going from. Oh, I, 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 I always wanted to be a six million. I always thought if I could get six million, to well, I need to get ten. No, right. Like, like there's like a number in nine, his head right? that he knows Seven what he's eight. worth.
1: For you, was it somebody else that had signed a contract similar? Lyle Oldline. Hmm. I Beautiful feel like man. that's always kind of part of it too, right? Where you see somebody's. Well, I'm as good or better than him, so that's that's it yeah. It was yeah. There was a number. It was like yeah. So yeah. Uh, anyway, it's a... All I was saying with with Hannafin, it was less about the dough. I I just because at some point you think about your lifestyle because you're right. I think the money's going to be there more or less. You take tax implications and that in, but it's like, do you want to sign here? I don't know. I don't. I don't hate Calgary, but it's not home. I I, I don't know, and, what, and I don't what, know what I'm doing here. If I knew today, pick between Calgary and Team X and Team Y and Team Z. Well, now I can probably give you, but I could be, am I a year away from
3: that? Do I have to make that decision before next Wednesday? I i get it. They got the leverage, man. They don't have to do shit. It's, it's absolutely in their right to just wait and let Connie sweat. It's, and thats a, it's a shitty spot he walks into because I don't think many agents are going to say we got to get a decision this summer. They're going to say, we want to be making good decisions. The better decisions you make are ones with more information. Let's get full information. Get closer to UFA. You can always be signing Calgary in a year.
1: Yeah. I don't think they're all, I also don't think they're saying, you know what? Craig's new. We should probably, you know,
3: no uh, deals. Let's yet.
1: help him out. Let's just make a decision. So, so he's got one less thing. No, it's play. like, Oh,
3: Craig said he wants to deal with this. So we, we should probably help him make our decision. Oh, sorry, no, like My yeah. job's to maximize your earnings and, I think it's in our best interest to take our time on this. There's too many unknowns in, in the next year. You know, what if Boston's interested in Noah Hannafin? Is Boston good in a year? I'd want to wait on that. You know, are, are you, if, if I'm Noah Hannafin, I'd like to know if Elias Lindholm's here. I don't know that right now.
0: Like, what does this team look like? Are they halfway through? to ago? retire. Yeah. Because Noah Hannafin signs that next deal. That's, uh, he'll get, he might 12, get one yeah. more. He might for, get
3: Home for sure. That's the last deal, right? It's thirty to thirty-seven. It's a, that's your max contract.
1: I have another question just about one uh, of the free agents. I'll get to it here in a minute, but I want to tell you about uh, the Gray Eagle Resort and Event Center, mm. specifically the Event Center. We talked. We were talking with Sheldon the other day about, and I guess it was a while ago, but just with with COVID and everything, it just took so long. Concerts were done. Comedians, just everything was done. And then, it was a few months ago, it was like, everybody is back on the road. Dude, everyone is out there. And he has been a busy dude. We've we've told you in the past about the events. They rolled out, I believe it was yesterday, they rolled out three upcoming concerts that are going to be over at the Grey Eagle. The first one is the most recent. No, the first one is, uh, well, I'll, I'll talk about that one. That's the Glorious Sons. These guys are awesome. Canadian band. That's in November, November 18th at the Grey Eagle Event Center. Uh, the now there's a pre-sale mm-hmm. tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. The code for the pre-sale is TGS. The glorious Sons. That's I'm guessing that's what it is. It's got to be So if you go in for the bit. presale, that's the code you're gonna need. TGS. So that was one of them that came out yesterday. We'll take a look at uh, another one that came out yesterday. I'll wait for it to pop up and then I'll just react to it.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, ZZ Top. Come on. Rock Legends ZZ Top are rolling through October 11th. How, oh, oh, how, oh, oh. how, how. June 21 is the, uh, the pre sale. So that's today. Black Top ends tomorrow at 10 p.m. The code for pre-sale there is LOVIN, L-O-V-I-N. LOVIN. As in, I'm guessing, give me all your LOVIN. McLovin? All your hugs and kisses too. So a little ZZ Top, the Raw Whiskey Tour, October 11th, and then the other, which uh, blew some wind up your skirt. I was very excited about this. Portugal the Man! With special guests, Good Kid. I, uh... Wednesday, November 8th, the pre-sale is also starting tomorrow for that one. The code, and I don't know uh, what the, Mm -hmm. you can see the other two, the tie The code word for uh, the pre-sale is tank
3: dog. Tank dog. Is that our boy there? Look at it. It might be. He looks like a dog with a tank He's got a tank got to be tank dog.
1: So there you go. It's tank dog um, for Portugal demand. That pre-sale goes tomorrow for that show coming up in November. Go and check out their uh, their website, Great Yule Resort and Casino. Something for everyone out there. There you go that's uh who's calling who's calling while we're doing it who doesn't know that very busy at this time anyway so that's what's going on check out the as i say check out the website because there are other shows moving on they got the uh big bull busting coming up
3: i know very excited about that
1: wonder how long that takes because they have to it's, it's a, in a bunch of dirt all those fences it's a dirt bleachers and you have to yeah. it's a, safety Pens. The animals and for everybody yeah. how, how long does it take to haul all that dirt in god almighty so they got a lot going on over at the greagle do check out the website bulls. yeah man Nothing uh like we'll it. get to the Pinter report in a moment this was a question i i was going to ask and it's just kind of out of the blue but i know bef- by the time we get to, next week's busy and everything else michael Backlund mm-hmm. going into the last year of his deal is he going to sign this whole thing yeah, yeah. um Guys in the room have talked about him being the captain. It seems like he's made it known that he wants to be the captain. And you hear, I heard Elliot kind of talking about it with contract negotiations. How's it going? He likes Calgary. You know, he really wants to be the captain. Could
3: be a career guy, career flame potentially. You can't have the captaincy as part of contract negotiations, can you? (laughs) If you think he's your captain, you can, but if it's... Only time I can think of it happening was when Roberto Luongo was working on an extension in Vancouver, and he was a top-of-the-market goalie. They made him a captain for one year, and we know goalies can't be captains. They already get too much blame or too much credit when things go right or wrong, Uh, and then they moved it, after, but it, it seemed to be lubricant to get a deal done. I guess for you, very different scenario than a third-line center that's thirty-five. We've talked a
1: lot about captaincy, and especially with this team, that seems like it's been a little rudderless at times. And then we heard from both Huska and Conroy the importance in having a captain, and they will have a captain,
0: but you can't, right? I don't think it should be, but the only way. Sorry. Sorry. Well, I'm just repeating what I always say: a captain is not; (laughs) it's an earned title. Right. And I'm not saying Michael has or hasn't, um, but, but if he's getting the captaincy because of it, it helps smooth out the contract negotiations, I, I don't think that's the optimal situation.
3: Right. And the one situation I'll, I'll say, it's okay. If you know, this guy is your captain, like we're going to yeah. have one and he's the guy and he already running the room and whether people outside of the room know it or not, this is their leader. Now you can take that and be like, Michael, Let's make it a dual press conference. It's a one-year <laughs> extension below market that helps the team, and you're the captain.
0: The issue I have, and again, it, people are—it's not a shot again. If he was your effing captain, why hasn't he been your captain since Giordano left? Well, Daryl didn't want one. That was pretty clear. Yeah. We don't know that. Daryl didn't want one of those guys. I mean, I would captain.
3: just compare what Daryl said about the captain stuff versus Husk. It's a very different take. That's all. If he wanted to capitalize that because but they might not have had point, one or he didn't I want don't care because... about
0: the coach's decisions either way because I think Daryl would have gladly given somebody a C if they had earned it. And now yeah. Husk is giving somebody a C because he feels like he has to. Those are both wrong reasons or whatever. But in all of this, if Michael Backlund was your captain, it should be glaringly obvious. It was there was no question who the captain was going to be when Jerome got to see, even though Craig gave it up. There was no question who was going to be the captain. That when was so Geo long got, ago,
1: right? When Gio
0: got it. Because was he not co captains with Todd Simpson
1: or something? And then Simpson left and he took over sole captaincy. Like it was a. Lowry. Yeah. He took it from
0: Lowry. Is that what it was? Yeah. So, I mean, it's. And Lowry had issues with Gilbert, and blah, 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 blah. But again, it all goes back to for me, you. Most. Yeah. McDavid's the captain because he was going to be the superstar. In this, well, and, the league. Yeah. yeah. Right? There's certain guys that get to be captain, but usually. By the age of thirty-four, with a vac- when you were an assistant for years prior to the captaincy's, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking? For? when it became an open or available? Big, we, yeah, like leading up to Geo leading leaving. Backlund was an assistant. If he was captain material, I feel like well, there's a natural next stage or next step or, yeah. you know. And, and now I feel like at the age of 34, it's I think it, it's fine if he's your guy, he's your guy. If he is the guy, he is the guy. I just think at, at 34, well, you're going to be back at this again in two years he yeah
3: it's exactly that for sure um if it happens that way i it's it's a guy that's buying time for the next real leader and maybe his habits are as such that that is a good spot and maybe his relation with husk is phenomenal like we're really into the wild speculation category because huska knows is better than anyone he was in that room the last five years and if he was leery about n- not being a candidate it's odd saying that we and he was very firm and not I just don't, quibbling sorry, about it. we need Rob, to have a captain
0: i don't want to be a pots about it and i don't know why i'm so opinionated on it but it's the guys in the room that should effing pick not the coach
3: no i know and i'm just saying like ryan would see that dynamic of of, was something missing last year or is there a natural yeah not to say he wouldn't agree
1: with the players if the players had a choice but i did think it was interesting that he said yeah craig and i will sit down and we'll talk about it and we will have a captain uh I've not played, but I do think that that should be something that the guys, because yeah. you can put a C on whoever. Sure. And then if the guys are like that, so he's our captain, If then you may as well not have a captain. And, and we
3: don't know, maybe Huska and Conroy are meeting to say the team's voting. Here's the date of the vote. Like we don't know the process. We know that they both want a captain and they saw that as an issue, not having one the last couple of years. He kind of said in our sit-down
1: though, didn't he, that they were he and Conroy were gonna sit down and pick a captain. I, I don't recall less. him saying pick one, but anyway.
3: certainly they'd agreed that this has to get done. Anyway. I think you certainly have to consult your leadership group. You don't anoint players well, gotta. You know. He's the
0: only guy with an A. I'm, I'm looking at the Cap Friendly. He's the only guy that they have. Listed with the with well, the letters, I'm trying think,
3: to please. think who else, yeah. And, and honestly, I would put Weger in the group. We've mentioned Noah Hannafin, I think Chris Tanner's an immensely respected player. We don't just...
0: get to pick because we don't know shit about exactly, the draft. but you but go... those
3: guys would, if you talk to that group, I think you'd hope there'd be consensus if they're going to give a captain. Also. I would, I would think that's
1: right. With the whole thing, it's one of the you hope pluses about Huska having the job mm-hmm. is that he's been close to it and can appreciate what's gone wrong, aside from the on-ice stuff, some of that too, but is able to maybe address and fix some of it. So he would probably have a pretty good indicator. Yeah. This this guy's a leader and should be the captain, and that the room would hopefully agree with him. Let's do the Pinder Report. We'll get to it. Village Honda, Northwest Automall, online, villagehonda.com. A lot of bonus show today. Huge. Pro- what's that? A lot of show today. Let's go. Let's oh, yeah. go. Huge pre owned inventory, over 70 used vehicles on site, access to over 400 more in their dealer group. All makes, all models, all budgets. Award winning service, top rated team. Village Honda is your dealership for life in the Northwest Automall and present the Pinder Report. Fellas,
0: I'm
3: still getting used to that. So, we'll get there by the time you guys drown me. With booze in Nashville, I'll be ready for this. I just
1: thought drown you. I thought if I was going to kill you, it would have been years ago.
3: Really? i got to crank this up, eh? Uh, we'll start with Mitch Love making the, his rounds around the NHL interviewing for assistance position. Here's Darren Dreger, the insider uh, from TSN, saying circling back to Calgary to talk about joining Ryan Huska's staff. Assistant coach, head coach in the AHL. Those are kind of the options I imagine he's looking at. It was not the best of timing for him as all of the NHL head coaching vacancies, poof, were gone by the time the uh, Ryan Huska decision was done. Assuming that Babcock does end up in Columbus once his contract uh, is completed in Toronto at the end of the month. And you would think at the same time, if
1: any of those teams were going to seriously consider him, they would have reached out.
3: I would yeah. guess, right? So the question is what positions him best for success moving forward, getting to the NHL level where we heard in the interview process from Craig being around the league is very important or continuing to run a championship caliber program in the American like championship may be strong, like first place in the regular season in a 32 team league, back-to-back coach of the year, really, really good uh, teams. So we'll see what happens on that front. That's the only flames news Rhett's going to like. We'll save the other for the end <laughs> and we'll get to some NHL news. We talked about it quickly with Frank, uh, a little more, I guess, cementing of, uh, a lot of people's fears. The cap ain't going up only a million bucks. Not going to smooth out the potential nine to $10 million jump over the next two years. So it, it, it's going to make deals harder. And yes, guys on value deals become more attractive Dean, but it's even harder to move any money at all now because everyone's drowning. Uh, the cap is right there. I'm sticking with drowning. It's a very dark theme submarines yesterday. Yeah. Uh, We'll see how this affects things, but uh, now that we have that teams know exactly what they can and can't do a week ahead of the draft. Hall of Fame Day, Rhett. Are they, are, are you getting a call? Has anyone called your phone? This is the day. Uh, uh, he's muted.
1: Yeah. A lot of times Lanny makes those calls, right? It'll be Lanny, yeah, Lanny be on board. Yeah. Shouldn't
0: Lanny be something's going on with my anyway. I, oh, yeah. I I don't know something must be wrong with my phone that it's not coming through. You know, I'm have you been retired for what is a three year period? You need to be I away from yeah, right. at least. Yeah. yeah. But I think Lanny's holding a personal grudge. Cause I, uh,
3: cause you said no to him at the world championships 15 years ago. like go Lanny. He Let doesn't
1: seem like a guy to hold a <laughs> grudge. That long, but, yeah.
3: uh, one guy we hope does get the call. is me personally, Alex McGilney feels odd not to be included with the group. They've collected at the hall of fame. And Here's one of my favorite anecdotes that I've read recently on, on uh, McGillney. You'll like this, Rhett. We're in the locker room. Keenan's like all this. over McGillney. And we're like, holy bleep. Normally, he's not, like, not on McGillney like that. McGillney looks up and he says, Mike, have you ever heard how I defected and how they fucking threatened my family, how they wanted to kill everyone? You think you're fucking scaring me? End quote. <laughs> Some f sharps, but Unreal. Hey, Mike, you're not scaring me about my power play work. I had to escape death to get here.
1: Well, guys, let's really
3: try and have a better second period. Okay, All right, then. Okay. Go. okay. Good go. Go team, go. Yeah. Surely the f- we can deal with this. <laughs> that's right. That's right. American League, game seven tonight, just as you'd expect it. A game on the 21st day of June where the temperature is expected to be 38 degrees Celsius.
0: I told you, Serge,
3: it's too hot down there. Come on. It's not too hot if you got shade. That is absolutely perfect. Oh man! See, his hot yoga will just be regular yoga when it's dry air there.
1: Just yes, sweating is downward dog. Do it dog. in the backyard. Who yeah. cares? Get those vinyasas in.
3: Uh, Garrett Cole last night lost the handle on a fastball. Dean, it looks a little bit like this when that happens. Um, Whoa! now maybe Ooh. he didn't lose the handle because um, there's a nice little breakdown from John not Boy. Oh Jesus! Oh <laughs> no. damn it! <laughs> <Back here>. oh. <laughs> well that's the edit from last week's john sterling oh, john. But, uh, some good editing <laughs> uh, did rj do that that's really uh, impressive that's stuff huh? <laughs> hmm. baseball karma is a thing watch what happens when this um i want to say young man or uh, maybe young adult catches a fly ball the move is don't be a richard give it to a kid nearby right Go to baseball game? T-Mobile yeah. coverage camp. So this is why baseball is the greatest sport in the game. it is. Look at that. Throws it to this he's pumped man, up. So and then he's pumped. like, oh. But he's like, you know what? No, I got to give the baseball to a kid. But then later in the game, Gooby, when Walsh hits the home run, the kid's dad's going to come up with the baseball. He's like, here you go. Now you got your ball back. You got two. He's like, you know what? No. Oh, this is incredible. Gives it back. That yeah! is so amazing. Look at ball. that. He's like, no, it's...
1: She's like, that's so cute.
3: Oh that's amazing. No. Look at that smile. Both of them. Tremendous. Baseball Absolutely boys. Tremendous.
1: You know what? Society's going to make it.
3: That gives us hope, doesn't it? Very good. I'm convinced. convinced
1: now. We're, we're going to be okay.
0: Right, you speak. just had to be had at the sp-
3: Angels-Dodgers game. It would change your entire outlook on life.
0: I had to speak with a teenager today. I'm not convinced. You should have
3: been be. in L.A. without your teens. It would have been better.
0: <laughs> Here's Marco Carducci of Cavalry
3: FC talking about this weekend's upcoming match. They have got
0: yes, York. Kevin. It was unbelievable. We had an amazing crowd. Uh, I think we beat Edmonton 3-1 on the day, if I remember correctly. Sure. It was uh, an awesome experience. The fans brought it, but knowing that we're there and... Again, this extends, what we do extends beyond just what happens on, on the field over 90 minutes. It, it's a part of the community and for us to be able to support pride, to raise money, to, to raise awareness, just to, just to stand behind something that is obviously very important. Um, it's important for me. You know, again, last year we did such a phenomenal job. that people behind the scenes of the club put on, again, what was an amazing event. And hopefully, again, we'll be able to do the same thing and get another great result in the field just to make it one big celebration.
3: All right, so Pride game, Saturday, 3 o'clock against York. See you there. Great crowd last year. One of the games of the year. Love it. Uh am telling you about the CBL. Remember every game ends in a walk-off? We are explaining the target score. We explained Correct. it twice. Okay. It's like, okay, well, I kind of get it. Do you want to do it again for people that No, we're going to watch for people it. people that
1: are listening that didn't hear the first time, It's you're not explaining it for my purpose. Right, and what
3: I'm saying is the video is the best way to explain oh, it. Your target okay. score here is 85. Both teams are at 83. Next bucket wins. This is the CZL. the Walk
0: off. Walk off. Scarborough Come on, Scarborough. Do a better job with your name. So every game ends with a
3: walk-off. That's kind of fun. Shooting Stars. They're shooting and they're stars. North Star, stars, stars Shoot.
1: Now, not every game ends in a in a walk off. The team that has a lead will still have a lead and could just run it out, right? No. It's not next hoop win. No, you got to get to the, the target score. So the whoever target hits score. it,
3: walks it off. We tried twice. That was. You got to uh, explain it again. I'm gonna have to explain it again. Okay, but not both teams. Like when there's four minutes left, the next stoppage. They will add nine points to where the leading team's total is. That is your target score for either team. Whichever team hits that wins the game.
0: So someone I'm will be-
3: hit a bucket that walks off the game.
0: So if I every game boom, so he could 80, be beating
3: me
1: by a hundred,
3: like a yep. hundred. It could be a hundred to zero. He has to get hundred nine is your target score.
1: Right, but the team that has a lead is still closer to winning than a of team that they didn't are. have it. Yeah, a lead.
3: That's, yes, that's, you're in the lead still. Right, changing who's in the lead just, ah! they're going to have to walk it off a little quicker there. Okay. Sorry. Confusing things. Rhett, uh, change, I don't hate dude. the rule, I just hate you. That's, change. What, it's, that's, that's what it's coming down. Change <laughs> the camera, not... not at me. That's tough. <laughs> I'm going to audible pretty hard here for Jack because we're way late and we can save some of this for tomorrow. What? But uh Retro was asking what? for a snow update. Here is uh, Sunshine Village yesterday. You're Is there snow out there? I got snow. What about uh, What do we got for... Oh, you know, the mountains got snow, Rhett. This was 20 hours ago. Just saw it on the socials and thought we'd throw it up because it's... Uh, well, it's a lot of snow I for the 20th. Look at this. It's coming down. That's That's uh, a lot of snow.
0: A lot Are of snow. Left? Are the lifts open?
3: Let's go. I mean, uh, it's not hiking weather all of a sudden. They, How about that? skis left. It's not... not, not June twenty. Sunshine Village. And uh, finally, Rhett, you're going to hate it. This is a new ad late to the show. Your boy, Jonathan Huberto, has <laughs> got oh, some, some non traditional. I didn't get it. Didn't... Come on, you said it to me. You said What's
0: Rhett's going to love it. If you said something to me, you say Rhett's going to love it. You got to get it. Oh, come, come on. on. Jack. Got... What? Let's play the explosion video. You gotta your <laughs> shovel, Jack. Jack, You're gonna get your first shovel, Jack. you
3: gonna get the shovel. Jack, we for... can end the show on it. We'll do that because we still
0: got other things to do. All right, yeah. But uh, what are
1: we in a rush for? Are we in a rush? We gotta get out of our rush. Vinders,
0: Don, need out, and I'm Back. hungry still. Salami. It's delicious. Okay, oh. oh my god. Yeah, that's, yeah, right.
3: that's right. Okay. Jack. Well, finally, the shoveler has dash cam and we got some great footage. Where oh. was this in Buffalo, Rhett? Because this looks horribly dangerous and I'm worried about. Her safety and all these other Bills fans that uh, this doesn't look good. Dangerous stuff. Right. thought you had dash cam because. Uh, oh, boy. My goodness. There's a mushroom cloud there. Oh, That's red it's starting yeah. the barbecue.
0: <laughs> you can't leave it on overnight and How then light smell it. smell
1: propane?
0: That's oh! idiot. Steve Montador and my dumb roommate Deek did that when I was traveling in South Africa. Oh, dear. They went, they left the barbecue on, and they came, home, but it was burnt. They came home, and the house was nearly Singed. lit up. Oh, oh dear! They had to get to the bar. I think a couple.
1: Uh, I think it was Dwayne and Brent in Sutter's. New York. Wow. I think they did the same thing. They were having a barbecue and then uh, hey, you know what we should do? Go home to Viking. It's the off season. No. And I think it melted the friggin' siding and I think there's something to that. Doors
3: yeah. are locked. That's not ideal. Yeah. All right, that's your pinned report.
1: Phil Chonda. Push a couple till tomorrow. All right. Uh, for the entire month of June, Village Honda collecting recyclable pop cans and bottles for donation to the Cochrane Containers for Critters program. Help them help pets. Stop into Village Honda today with your donation. Village Honda.
3: So he's going to get it, right? He's going to get it. We'll finish yeah. showing. I just want, I think the perfect ending of the show is we watch Rhett react to this and we're gone. See you tomorrow. I'll see ya. I, I think we need to try
1: and bridge the relationship between Rhett and And I think there's you know, we we need to feel like you're not held. He's only seen the worst, but I, I, that's he might what be I'm seeing the worst today. Maybe today's rock ball. And here he is pushing an old lady down the stairs. Oh, well, see, that's why I hate that contract. I told you they ah, should have sign that sorry. guy. Okay, I
3: got it. We want it. Yeah, we better hit it. You're going to hit it now? So what are we looking want, at? Want... Set it
1: up again. What are we doing?
3: Well, I mean, it's going to be pretty self-explanatory. It's, right. it's an off-season regime. I'm sure this is what Rhett was doing back in Saskatoon in his off seasons.
2: Oh, no. hmm.
1: So he's standing Type on le corps, one leg, standing on one bouche. leg, blowing up Inspire a bl- balloon. <laughs> one leg on the ground.
0: Stupid everywhere, Ryan. I had too much stupid. Brett's done. He's done with stupid. More stupid. Stupid. Are you going to be able to avoid stupidity? Stupid. More stupid. And don't be stupid. Stupid bus is full today. Maybe I'm the stupid one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, for Christ's so
1: sake. Now listen. Just, like... That looks hard.
0: Blown up balloon.
1: <laughs> that... Well, you heard him tighten up the car. He's telling you, that you gotta yeah. I got
0: to die then. So I was going to, you're wrong, Dean. Blowing up a balloon is very accomplishable. <laughs> but Boss Rootin on Rogan the other day talked about his breathing. And he's got a new apparatus. So maybe they're, it's this sort of thing. I don't know.
3: If it was on Rogan, he's into it. I think we've—it's not as bad as we thought. What if, yeah, what if, if Boss
0: Rutan does it,
3: I'm willing to do it because if there I don't know. listen to Boss, Boss will bust my head. Tear a
1: limb and, off and. Him. But here's the thing: I feel like you more than anybody should be open to new training techniques. Mm-hmm. I am. This, the, I'm
0: saying I'm giving it a pass, but your take that this is very difficult. Or this, <laughs> tomorrow. Well, I might be driving. If I'm not driving, I may demo this. I would love that. Please, do. I don't care if you please. are driving. Just please, you could. There's some rest stop somewhere where you can pull over, making a comeback. Maybe that's at the NHL combines now for the yeah. kids.
3: Look at the ease mm. in which he could Very impressive lung capacity. Dean, like we're gonna that have he's to move him up. I
0: wasn't working out in June. I'll tell you that.
3: There you <laughs> go. <laughs> that way and out of here. Uh, McLeod Law, and
1: out, oh, of McLeod McLeod Law out of here. McLeod Law out of here because there's a little something I want to. Uh, it, you know what? I love McLeod Law and I love. Uh, you know what else mm. I love? So the two will it's call Peter bigger. Klein over at McLeod Law. McLeod Law is uh, they're the very best. Good people, great at what they do. Mm. And you know, Peter Klein is the personal injury guy. But did you know he's also the go-to guy in Calgary for your disability insurance claim? If you're dealing with this and your long-term disability insurance company is refusing to pay the insurance benefits to you, you contact Peter immediately. He will get you those disability benefits that you paid for and you deserve. He will get your peace of mind back. He is on your team, shoulder to shoulder, fighting with you for what you deserve. Get a hold of Peter Klein and McLeod Law today. This date, which I believe is still June 21st. We started the show June 21st. I think Summer solstice. Yeah, hmm. two thousand three. On this date, one of the greatest NHL drafts in the history of the National Hockey League. Do you remember it? You
0: weren't listening to me, so it'll be tricky. Me? I don't. Um, I it was, was two thousand and three. Two thousand and three. Yeah. What do you think I was doing in two thousand three? Oh, I don't know what. You're... Watching the draft?
3: You're at Stampede, getting ready for... You're picking out your boots for Stampede. That's what
1: you're doing. Yeah, you're getting gunned. Mark andre Fleury goes first overall to the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Calgary Flames, with the ninth overall pick, selected Dion Phaneuf.
3: Enough dog. It's as happy as Daryl's ever been.
1: In this draft as well, in this first round, you had Phaneuf, obviously, and Fleury, and Eric Stahl, Dustin Brown, Brent Seabrook, Zach Parisi, Ryan Getzlaff, Brent Burns... Corey Ryan Perry. Kessler, Mike Richards, Corey Perry. It's one of the greatest it is first Dustin rounds. Justin Brown
0: just moved back to Buffalo. Is really? that right? Pick him up. Big
3: news. That's, oh, yeah. round here. that's the 03 class. There's many hoping or thinking, squinting, that maybe this could be competition for the 03 class, the one we're looking at. You go to
1: round two. Not to jump on you there. Louis Erickson played over a 1,000 games. Patrice Bergeron went at 45. Oh, Shea sorry. Weber. Don't bring up Shea Weber. Uh, anyway, Shea Weber played over a 1,000 games. You you scroll through this draft, and there are so many. It, it's not just spot games here and there. 400, 500, 600 games. Guys were, guys were players. Lee Stempniak in round five. Brad Richardson. I wonder if there's... Uh,
0: I'm. I'm. We got to go. So.
1: No, we don't. Where are we going? I go know, ahead. Busy.
0: I'm hungry. I want some salami. Pavelski, round seven. Would there be any scientific reason why that group had success? I'm trying to correlate the yeah. lockout and that group.
3: Well, it was before the lockout, so it's going to be tough, all right?
0: right? Um, I know, but that's the point. Maybe they all cooked a little longer. You're thinking they cooked a little longer. There was a bunch of guys uh, older guys in the NHL that d- after a year off couldn't perform as good. Mm. Right. Like,
3: I also think sort of just great breeds. Great. Like if you're great, you, so you play against great people. Us. Exactly. Us. Totally the exact same thing as that. Uh, but no, if you're that same, like the Oh three class grew up playing against each other every year. And just that level of competition was slightly higher than all these other years. They made each other better, maybe. I don't I might be stretching on there, but that, that would be my take on it. Every time they go play provincials or represent their country U 16s, U 17s, whatever it is, it's like, damn, like we got to be at our best here. And it took a while because for
1: the longest time, Hugh Jessamine, who was taken Jessaman. by the Rangers at 12, uh, hadn't played a game. He was the only guy in the NHL mm-hmm. or in that first round that hadn't played an NHL game. He has two to his credit now. So yeah, every player much. selected, thirty in that round in that draft, everyone played at least two games in the National Hockey
3: League. Abbotsford Heat, great Hugh Justman. Yeah, They're not great, but definitely breathed some air there.
1: So there you go. And and man, what off You almost had to keep he and Big D apart.
3: Boy, there's Twitter painted really Just Kind right of. Open mouth kissing right on the podium. And what was it, Coburn and one other D went ahead of him and the, the Dion slid there. Daryl couldn't have, like, you may as well have been on a carnival ride. He was just Ryan Suter thrilled. at yeah.
1: seven to Nashville, Braden Coburn at eight to Atlanta, and then Finuff to Calgary at nine. When we look back at Dion's, and we'll move, because that's for McLeod Law, obviously. Personal injury lawyers, part of the community, whatever it is. Whatever your law needs are, these are the people to contact. I don't know how else to put it because whether you own a business, whether it's something personal, it's injury, whatever entanglement you're in, then McLeod Law are the people you need to contact. They will help you through and get you where you need to be, McLeod Law. Um, how would you classify
3: Dion's career? I was kind of like a supernova. It was like onto the scene with the huge bang, and then it was like, oh well, called her nomination. 20 as a rookie.
1: Captain of the Leafs, played yeah. on that World Junior team, which was also good, good obviously tied with this draft. That one class, there was no NHL season, so they had access to all the top players. So it's Getzlav and Bergeron, and Perry and Fanuf and Flurry, and everybody was on that team. Um,
3: he was one of the most feared open ice hitters in the game, if not the at the time. Era late.
0: It also he just tapered off. Like what made him special, he stopped doing. Yeah, you couldn't do it as easy anymore. The game changed. So it was...
1: And I wonder to that I mean, point. You Red, can't
0: it... argue with his. I mean, he had a great career. Mm-hmm. It's just that he reach the potential you expected to him after his three, first three or four seasons. Yeah. And I don't know that he did.
3: If you looked at five year segments, his
1: first five would be the best. You just have to adapt probably. And I, I, I don't know. He was so renowned for those open ice hits, and he was such a punishing hitter. Sometimes at, at some point your body is taking a bit of that punishment itself. I don't want to say that he made it, got the money, and then took his foot off the gas. He's in Our, the limelight though wasn't he? Kind of, you know, the kind of a big accusation, but and I don't know if there was a turning point, but he went from, like you say, uh, just a, everything you could have wanted in a player, in a defenseman, and then. It really did taper off.
3: Guy could hit and shoot and 20 is a rookie, demon That's the thing.
0: Right. It's not like a... it's wild. He was a hitter and a shooter. Yeah. And you're just a shooter.
3: Until it's
1: canceled, it's not canceled. Yeah. Big
2: shoot. It's true. Wow. It's
0: That's a big trade. I gotta go. What so do you I... have to do? I gotta Let's a go drive back coffee Calvary. sitting in the fridge waiting to be Go so eat more cheese. And, well, we got to uh, do Betway and we'll be out of here. Got to get it. the, it's the summer solstice. Get the Betway app and you own
1: Betway bets. Bet responsibly. Bet the responsible way with Betway, hey. the official betting partner of uh, Burner. You got Tino? <clears throat> I got a couple going to baseball. I'm back at it. Need, I uh, I needed a little You need a breather. Just, to breathe day. just mm-hmm. needed a breather. Oakland at Cleveland. Gonna take the Cleve. Minus one and a half runs at a plus one hundred and fifty, and it's, it's still Oakland. Oakland. Cleveland's, uh, I think, second in their division. Atlanta at Philadelphia. Now, Atlanta. What did I see? They've won seven in a row. Ooh, Phillies nice. have been good as well, but they're coming off a loss. I'm just, I'm getting plus money with Atlanta.
3: Yeah, right the way. Plus one ten. Uh, I got some golf as well, as some CFL in here. We're gonna start with the PGA Travelers Championship in Connecticut. Ricky Fowler's been oh, on the leader. Top ten pays you plus three hundred. And I don't mind the Leos, even if they are going into Winnipeg, getting nearly a touchdown. It's a large spread for a 2-0 Lions club. I'll take the points. I think they are banged up. Cool. Going into Winnipeg. Just lose by six, boys. Let's do it. We're all band together. We can lose by six, and Pinder will make his $2 bet pay. Betway! Get the Betway app. Betway,
1: Betway, Betway, Betway. And Ontario, 19 or over. But, uh, the responsible way. Good, uh, good on you, Betway. Tomorrow, we want to do?
3: Thursday. You're not here Friday. Not here Friday.
0: What are your plans, Warner? I might be driving tomorrow. so You might have a, a road trip update. to that road. I haven't committed to that yet? No, but yes. Okay.
3: Most mm-hmm. humans would have, but for you, this is very much how I thought it would play out. It would be helpful
1: for probably many other people to know mm-hmm. what you're up to. But what the, the hell you- difference does it make? No, i'm in people. edmonton on
3: friday so if we knew you we had your friday that would be nice yeah but...
1: if i knew you were here tomorrow or friday well i'm not going to be
0: there no matter what just for know. available for the show is is what it is oh wow i'm driving i've done the show driving before great of <laughs> You
3: did. He was driving to pittsburgh
1: yeah, with his and, kids, then, remember? and then you just log off halfway through it's oh i guess i guess he's gone and then it's juggle fest for
0: uh, walking sticks boom yeah for the guy back here you're a professional Dean. you've been doing this your whole life yeah with you so yeah he can handle it don't yep. be
3: surprised by expected behavior mm.
1: i don't know all right see you right
0: hopefully bye buddies oilers suck